0: set, go! It's not the weekend, it's Tuesday, but here's what's been going on with me. Welcome to the EV Diaries. This is the place where we discuss electric vehicles in small town America. Sunday, I was editing video for my other podcast, When I remembered the Evolve Kentucky Zoom call, I joined in 30 minutes late, but recognized a few names from social media and the email. I got the feeling from the meeting that most of the uh, EV owners in the group, which is uh, in Louisville and Lexington, or at least in the Louisville and Lexington area, most of them are Tesla owners. Although, I did see background images of other brands, and I know that Eric drives a Fiat 5000E. They've arranged COVID-19 caravan and group drives in and around the Louisville area, which is a very pretty area, by the way. That's bourbon country. And it sounds like they are going to uh, continue to make more of these plans and some longer statewide trips. They mentioned one from Louisville to Lexington, down to London, where I live, over to Bowling Green, where the Corvette factory is and then back up to Louisville Um, that would be difficult for some of the shorter range cars to participate we just don't have the infrastructure statewide to allow them to travel as a group I'm sure all the Tesla owners though could um, could make that jaunt without too much of a problem Here's my takeaway from the meeting. Evolve Kentucky is promoting EVs in Kentucky, and one could tell by the discussions that they are all EV ambassadors, although primarily most of them are Tesla ambassadors. But it's a good group, and I hope that they can keep up the good work. Their message is slightly different than mine, as they, in comparison to me, are in more population-dense areas and not really small-town America. And I get it. Louisville and Lexington are not New York or L.A. Uh, It's just not. But, you know, your closest neighbor isn't a half mile down the road either. Unless you are in horse country, which horse country is primarily between the Lexington area and the Louisville area. But still... The fact that we're talking about Louisville is sort of apropos as the Kentucky Derby should have been ran this coming Saturday. I believe they're going to try to run it in September, but it's still still not the same. Anyway, I hope Saturday comes. I hope it's pretty, and I hope I can sit on the porch in a rocking chair with a mint julep in my hand as I continue to be socially distant. Now Monday was a complete cluster. I believe I have set a new record for the number of tow truck calls in a year. Now let's recall and recap here. Number one was a broken belt on my Mini and I called AAA. Number two was my wife's Rogue as we were on our way to Sancy, the transmission went out. That was another AAA call. My Mini's clutch went out in a driveway, so I called a local company. Then came the Mini crash. And the same local company was the one that towed my Mini away. In fact, it was the same tow truck driver that just two weeks earlier picked the car up out of my driveway. Number five came last week, and I may have mentioned it. Um, My son's Jeep had a rough idle. It wouldn't run. So I had another AAA call to have it towed to local garage. Number six came when the local garage could not fix the problem and I had it towed to the dealership in Somerset. Again, another AAA call. So that's been quite a streak. So let, let me give you the update. Monday we got the call that the Jeep, which is... They've had it a week and a half. It was ready for, for pickup. They had trouble finding the problem. It wound up being an EGR valve, which I think introduces hot exhaust back into the manifold, which keeps the manifold warm, and they're trying to reclaim some of the unused fuel. Um, and I, I sort of get that. You've got to realize I'm in... Moonshine country too, uh, and moonshiners they have what is known as the head, the hearts, and the tails. And the heads are just absolutely undrinkable. We're talking straight up acetone, and this is the thing that uh, all the distilleries are using to make hand sanitizer right now. The hearts is the good stuff. That's that's the that's the white lightning comes off the steel somewhere between. 160 proof all the way down to around a hundred proof and then you get into what is known as the tails and the tails are undrinkable and it's not because it will hurt you or anything like the heads would it's just got a lot of impurities um, but there's still a lot of alcohol in it so moonshiners will introduce the tails back into the steel during their next run to reclaim some of that, that alcohol that's trapped along with those impurities, and I suppose that's that's what an EGR valve does. It sort of introduces the tails back into the the manifold, so maybe we can burn off some of the gasoline that's left. That being said, the Jeep is back, or so it seemed. Bump bump bump. My son was out doing DoorDash deliveries. Um, Monday night when the Jeep lost all power. He called me, ironically enough, f- from a turn lane on the road to Somerset. All roads lead to Somerset. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> he. Uh, I was hoping it was just the battery, so I hopped in my wife's car in case I needed to jump start it. Um, I'm still not sure where the battery is on my i3 or how to get to it. Anyway, I arrived on the scene about the same time as a sheriff's canine deputy. So after several minutes of tinkering around and trying a few things, we determined, you guessed it, it was the alternator. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, tow number seven. I had the Jeep towed back to the local garage and I'm sure there has to be a trophy in my future. Or AAA should give me a punch card or, you know, there needs to be some recognition. How many people do you know have had seven tow truck calls in in a year? No, let me back up. This is only April. This is four months. In four months, I've had seven tow truck calls. I should get frequent flyer miles or, or something. By the time this is all said and done, the Jeep's going to be practically new, um, especially if you give me a few more months. Now my son is a, a senior in college, he's wrapping up his degree work right now, and uh, I'm going to keep it on the road until he has graduated and is gainfully employed, which we are hoping is soon. At that point he can do whatever he wants. Um, he can trade it in and, and you know accept debt or whatever. So this has been the start to my week. Oh, by the way, I'm writing this during an internet outage. I'm trying to continue to conduct business, handle all my engineering responsibilities with two bars of glorious 3G. It's amazing how many times I've went to pull up Netflix or Prime Video or, or YouTube and only to say to myself, oh yeah, living in the country has its advantages, but... There again, it has its disadvantages as well. The good thing is, I can stream Spotify and Audible still works, so I guess I will survive. Oh, on a side note, um, because of the internet outage, I lost communications with my Juicebox 40. And I couldn't set the limit of charge, so I was really curious to see what would happen when I plugged it in. I was thinking that it, it would charge up to the last setting which I think uh, would have gotten me from the 51 percent that I was sitting at up to uh, probably about uh, 63 64 <laughs> percent anyway plugged it in and it charged all the way up to a hundred percent which is not really a big deal I read somewhere that for the i3 the 100% is actually 94% that there's a 6% buffer on the top end of the battery as well. But anyway, um, I did not collect any data as far as kilowatt hours delivered by the juice box to the car. I am estimating it to be around 9.8 and that's based on um, what it had used how much I knew that it put back to get to a hundred percent, and um, the uh, efficiency of my juice box. It's uh, it's delivering. Uh, well, it's it's about eighty-seven percent efficient. Using the information I get from the car, I calculate the uh, kilowatt hours that it's used, and that's based on uh, mileage and the um, the estimated kilowatt-hours per mile so if I have calculated seven kilowatt hours used it usually takes somewhere in the neighborhood of eight to recharge my battery back to the same level so again that calculates out to the juice box uh, being about 87% efficient anyway I'm sitting here waiting for the spectrum guy to get here I'm not sure when this will post Um, maybe tomorrow, who knows. Hit that subscribe button. And remember, the EV revolution is here. And if you don't mind, say a prayer for me. Thanks a lot. Bye.